I really, to be honest, I really wanted to work with a doula. I didn't necessarily want to be in a hospital, but things just didn't happen for me in that way. And so I really had to be open to, okay, like this is going to, this is shifting. And I just, I, I had to learn to really go go with those um, ebbs and flows as opposed to pushing against it and resisting and making it more difficult for myself because I, I didn't want, I didn't want to be in an energetic vibration of resistance because things weren't going the way that I wanted them to go. I just, you know, had to roll on with it because I think so often when we are fixated on how we want things to be, we feel like we can't give ourselves the, the space to be grateful because it didn't show up exactly how I wanted it to show up. Welcome to the Well Worth Watering podcast. I'm Luann, and my goal is to empower, educate, and nourish Black birthing people along their birth and new parenthood journeys. One message, one truth, one story at a time, because we are well worth this conversation. We are well worth pouring into. We are well worth watering. Okay, so Eve, thank you so much for coming on the platform. I had wanted to have a conversation with you on here for so long, and I had just been putting it off and putting it off, so I'm so grateful that um, you both found the time in our calendars to have this conversation today. So. E, go ahead and tell the listeners who you are, what it is you do, and just give them like a brief introduction. Sure. So first of all, I'm overjoyed to be here because I really love and value the work that you do with your platform and your business. So thank you for inviting me. And so, so yeah, my name is Imelda Dakoto. Um, I go by E. Most people know me as that. I am a creative, a writer, a podcaster, a woman of, of, of deep faith. And that faith has really been forged in some of the challenges that our family has walked through in the last, in the last several years. So I have two, two platforms. When Motherhood Looks Different is focused on providing support and community for moms who are raising kids with specialized health needs or learning differences, and also for moms who have um, chronic illnesses that they are dealing with, whether that's physical or looks like anxiety or depression. I just feel like there isn't often a space for us. And that comes through my own experience. And I know we'll get into that a little bit more later. And the other um, focus of my work is Pray With Our Feet, which is a podcast and an online community that I co-host with my, my mom that centers progressive Christian faith and social justice. And we really try our best in, in our content and in the ways that we have conversations through our Instagram lives and on the podcast to really center conversation as a tool to begin to help us to spark change in the world. I have a beautiful daughter. Her name is Naima. We call her Nye or sometimes Nye Pie. She's 10 years old and I have a loving husband. His name is Keston. He is a photographer and a videographer. He's won awards and he's just awesome and very supportive. And I also am very close with my extended family. I mentioned about my mom and our work together on the podcast, but she's just 
a phenomenal support to me. And um, I have a, a brother that I'm very close to. And I just really try to cultivate a sense of community around me. I have several close friends in addition. And some of them actually, it's interesting, Luann, I have met on social media. Um, so I know sometimes people <laughs> down talk social media, but you really, if you're intentional, I really believe you can cultivate the kind of community that you want to see. So that's a little about me. <laughs> Yeah, no, I love all of that, all that you laid out. And that leads me perfectly into our discussion, right? Because, you know, when you talk about who you are, what it is you do, the things that you value, there's so much richness in there because you're not just talking about you on the surface, like you're inviting in your family, what they mean to you, you know, your role as a motherhood and, you know, uh, your faith walk, right? So you know, the work that you do and what I've recognized about you over these years is, is very much so the work that you do and who you are is firmly rooted in faith. It's rooted in community. Um, and I've heard you speak to this, um, particularly on the Pray With Our Feet podcast, is rooted in the tenet of serving the least of these. And it's something that kind of like breathes through everything that I've seen you do, right? Um, so I want us to you know, share that a little bit more with the listeners on this platform, like how exactly has your faith walk influenced um, your work directly and particularly your walk um, through motherhood? Sure. So I want to say as it relates to faith, I really received so much lessons in faith and in being deeply connected to God through the example of both of my parents. My dad passed away last year. He went home to be with God November the 27th. And I always saw him deep in prayer. And I don't mean just like down on his knees or just sort of mouthing the words, but I mean, the way that he lived his life was a prayer. Like he always centered love. He always told us and showed us how much he deeply loved us. And my mom does does the same thing. And we, so we grew up learning, you know, one of my favorite Bible verses is Matthew 25, 40, because it does call us to center the least of these, those who are pushed to the margins. And I grew up hearing stories from my dad. He was from Honduras um, in Central America and um, was Afro-Latino. And I, I heard so many stories about the difficulties and the challenges that he had growing up because he was raised um, in abject poverty. You know, like he didn't, you know how people always joke about, you know, I walked to school with no shoes and like, but that, like that really was him. And so from a young age, I was always sensitized to the fact that just because my experience is, um, comfortable, quote unquote, everyone else is not necessarily walking through life in the same way. And that we have to be so intentional about opening our eyes to what's happening around us, to the person on the street who's experiencing homelessness, the, the, the mom who is raising her children on her own and may be struggling. They, my parents really instilled in me that emphasis on service. And not so that somebody can say, pat you, you know, on the head and say that you did a good job, but just because you deeply care and because we 
we serve a God that is concerned about everyone, not just the person who is the most connected and who can speak well and all of those things that the world prioritizes, that no, we are to see everyone. And that has deeply informed all that I do. And it is it's connected to my motherhood journey in a way that I didn't know <laughs> was, was going to. Um, my daughter is on the spectrum. She was diagnosed at four and it has really opened my eyes. I mean, I think I was a compassionate person before, but when you are raising a child that's neurodiverse, has learning differences, has specialized health needs, it opens your heart even more. And you don't like if you're in a store and you see a mom and she's struggling with her child and and it looks like on the surface that the child is misbehaving, you don't automatically think, oh, what's wrong with that mom? Why can't she control her child? Or, or what's wrong with that child? Why are they acting out? That's not your automatic thing that you go to. You wonder, is the child dealing with a sensory processing issue? Are the lights overwhelming for them? Is it too much noise? And it really helps you to see people. I'm sorry. But when I talk about this, I get so choked up because... I, I, it's not, it's not just words to me that I write or that I'll speak on a podcast or, you know, in a panel discussion, it's what I live. And, and I really believe that we have to see each other with our hearts. We have to see people. And I really think that that, that is what is missing in the world, um, in our homes, in our schools. We have forgotten how to see people. And God is really calling us to take a moment to slow down and see someone, to get out of our, our world and how things are going with us and consider how someone else is feeling. What is their lived experience like? What are they walking through? So, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. It's, it's I think, a challenge to not get choked up when you know that you are walking a path that calls you to, as you said, embody everything that you believe in, that is God ordained, that you saw, you know, your father, your mom and dad, um, you know, may God rest his soul teaching you as a little girl, like you are living it yourself and living it for your daughter um, you know, something that you spoke to about, you know, seeing a mom, you know, or seeing parents in general, just dealing with their child having a difficult moment, you know, it, it certainly hits differently because you recognize that compassion is what is supposed to be activated in that moment, not judgment, not, you know, coming up with a story about what's going on, just pure compassion. Um, oftentimes what that mom needs is just, you know, not even, even if you end up making eye contact, a smile would be nice, but just almost like a silent prayer. Or if, you know, if you find your, if you, if you are not necessarily like a spiritual person, just like good energy being sent their way. Right. Um, Yes. All of that, all of that, Luann. I just want to say, you know, before we jump to the next question, I think you've lifted up something that is so powerful 
you said activating compassion. And that's exactly what it has to be because that's where it moves from a word that's defined on a page to embodiment and how you how you really carry that into your everyday interactions. How can we activate compassion, activate love? Thank you for saying that. Absolutely. Absolutely. Thank you for sharing your, you know, particular um, testimony. Absolutely. So I want to pivot just a little bit, right. And talk a little bit about your, um, a little bit about your pregnancy journey, if you're willing to share Mm -hmm. and also the journey that you went through, um, finding out that you had a neurodiverse child, right? Um, And I say that, I ask that question in the context of recognizing how much, right? Because I talk about this ad nauseum on this platform, how much being covered, supported, and loved during vulnerable times in our lives, particularly with the work that I do being pregnancy, birth, and postpartum recovery, how essential that is to our new parenthood journey, how much of love building block really that is for um, the, the life of uh, our, our parenting journey, right? So recognizing how important those things are, I wonder what that walk looked like for you because I know you have such like a tight family unit. Yes. And so I just wondered what that looked like as you, you know, walk through this pregnancy and how Keston supported you and, and all of those things. Yes, I Luann was so blessed because, you know, as, as I've as I've mentioned, I have I come from a praying family. So the whole pregnancy, I was around my mom, my dad, you know, a lot. Kess and I would go over there. They would pray over over us. They would pray over my belly. I had at that point, um, my cousin Betty was staying with with my mom and my dad. She would pray over my belly all the time. And I had friends who were praying. I mean, just so many people. And at that point, I was not as strong as I am now spiritually. So looking back, I just see how God was really putting prayer warriors all around me to really lift lift us up, lift Nye up. He knew that she was going to be an amazing child with unique gifts and talents and that really that prayer was going to be essential to helping her to walk through some of the some of the health challenges that we were going to face and I'm so thankful when I look back when I look back on that. My mom would text me prayers she would um, she would call me sometimes when I was on my way to work. I mean, just I was really surrounded by by prayer. I listened to music that was affirming and uplifting and empowering. I played that for Nye while I was carrying her. She loves music to this day. That's one of her favorite therapies is music therapy. So I, I really am just so. I'm, I'm thankful for this question because it it just reminds me sometimes, you know, when we face challenges, we, we, we get so like in the minutia that every day that we don't always have that time and that space to think about what are all the ways that God, that, that spirit was showing up even when we didn't really feel that we even needed it. Like we didn't know what we need at that. We don't always know what we need at the time is what I'm, is what I'm trying to say. 
but God put those people in place, put the family in place to pray for us and to lift us up. And I'm so thankful for that. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I so deeply resonate with that. Um, it's, it's challenging for us to like look back and think, how far have I come? What ways was I covered? You know, what, what, what did that support system look like from the small to the big things, the small ways people showed up that created ripple effects positively in my life and the big ways that people showed up. Right. Um, I'm always encouraging parents to do that and to, um, document those moments for themselves and also to be able to like identify the folks in their life that can be that person for them. Right. So you mentioned like your mom, well, you had a lot of prayer warriors in your life. Yeah. <laughs> like your mom in particular, like she can send you a quote or, you know what I mean? Like there are people in our lives that are awesome for that, but maybe others that are not, maybe others are like amazing cooks. I always say this in the context of postpartum healing, like you have that person that will tear down a meal like yes like for you <laughs> and maybe they're not the best listening ear or maybe they're not when you tell them things they're not super validating right which is often sometimes what we're needing so identifying us like who your allies can be and and what their unique superpowers are is such a powerful thing um so i'm it's it's so awesome to hear you recount that for yourself um I'd say additionally, as you look back on that time or even to more recent challenges, right? Can you share with the listeners what um, were some of the most meaningful lessons learned from your birth journey, from the diagnosis journey with your daughter and I? Yeah. Um, what were some of, I guess, the shiniest gems that stand out to you? So I would say the first thing is to be open to how things shift because we have in our minds what like I had planned out child like what my whole birth was going to be like I had like a 10 page birthing plan I made sure every doctor had it when I got in there um you know I had to be I had to be induced she didn't come right away I went in on Sunday night at nine o'clock. My mom was with me um, and, you know, Kess came later and I was there from Sunday at nine o'clock to Tuesday, August the 14th at 11, 11 a.m. I will never forget that time. And I really, to be honest, I really wanted to work with the doula. I didn't necessarily want to be in a hospital, but things just didn't happened for me in that way. And so I really had to be open to, okay, like this is going to, this is shifting. And I just, I had to learn to really go, go with those um, ebbs and flows as opposed to pushing against it and resisting and making it more difficult for myself because I, I didn't want, I didn't want to be in an energetic vibration of resistance because things weren't going the way that I wanted them to go. I just, you know, had to roll on with it. And the most important thing, you know, being that she was going to come forth and I was going to be able to hold her and kiss her and all those great things. And I just really, it really also for me was a deeper lesson in gratitude, gratitude for, for what is 
because I think so often when we are fixated on how we want things to be, we feel like we can't give ourselves the, the space to be grateful because it didn't show up exactly how I wanted it to show up. So it's like really, you know, and, and that even led me into studying, which I won't go too deep into this, but that led me into studying mindfulness, you know, and really coming into present moment awareness. And that's one of the nine attitudes of mindfulness um, is, is gratitude. So I would say definitely that in the, in the birthing journey was just, just be open. Like, you know, we have a plan, but God also has a plan. So be open to what that can look like. And then in terms of, you know, I would say one of the core lessons in dealing with the diag- getting the diagnosis um, is, first of all, like a diagnosis is a diagnosis, a, a diagnosis, excuse me, is a diagnosis, but it doesn't define the person. It doesn't define their potential, their worth you know, how they are going to show up in the world. And so I do not allow other people to define what motherhood looks like for me, what my, what my daughter Nye's journey is going to be. I I, I don't do that. I create a protective, I don't want to say barrier as in you can't get to me, but just, just, just a protective energy, you know, that we're going to love her and cherish her and encourage her to reach her highest potential in each of us, whether you're neurodiverse or not, each of us has the highest potential and we're going to encourage, encourage that for her. Um, because there are days when it's really hard. I don't have a lot of, um, friends that are, that are dealing with this, with this same challenge. But, you know, I think in that, I also hear God saying, you create what you don't have. So like with pray with our feet, I wasn't connected to a, a a spiritual community that was focused on activism and faith. So I felt God saying, create it. I don't have a lot of friends who are dealing with these health challenges. I have a few um, with, with, with their children, but not a lot, but you know, in me trusting God, that has been the primary lesson through all of this and me trusting God, these communities are coming forth, pray with our feet, you know, it's been around for a while, but even with when motherhood looks different and I'll, I'll be launching um, later this spring, even with that, I have people reaching out to me now in DMs, uh, beautiful, beautiful um, Instagram friend, Christina. And she's like, E, if you need to talk to anybody, cause I know you give a lot to other people, I'm here. And so the lesson is if we just trust God, no matter what it looks like, no matter how difficult in every obstacle is an opportunity. So those are the lessons that I hold on to that I really feel like I'm living. I'm living moment by moment every day. I'm living being able to shift. I'm living trusting God, no matter what it looks like. I'm living these things. And I think more important than us intellectually knowing something is how we embody it. And then like what you said, Luann, earlier about the ripple, right? Once we're living in that, in these truths for us, now we can ripple that out and we can create impact in our communities. That's beautiful. Absolutely beautiful. Absolutely. You know, something that you said as far as your, your birth journey and then up to present day, 
that stands out for me is this idea of I must let go of this idea that I can control every aspect and outcome of this walk in life. And then also at the same time, really embody like faith and trust in God. It's almost like the two, the two can't, like you can't be in full control of everything and also say like, yeah, God, I trust you to work everything out. Yes. Right. And so I know that's something that is like a daily curriculum for me in not only in my motherhood walk, but my birth educator walk, my my walk as a partner and a wife, like how can you plan for the best, right? And do your due diligence and also thoughtfully let go in a way. Yeah. Um, and that's something that you you recounted and outlined so, so beautifully. So I really appreciate that. Thank you. Um, as we come to a close, I'd love to give you the, the opportunity to share about any events and um, launches you have coming up, um, particularly with When Motherhood Looks Different, but anything you want to share, I want to give you the opportunity to do that. Sure. So with When Motherhood Looks Different, we are launching on social media in May, which is the celebration of mothers. And I am working now to put together a virtual launch, which Luann, love to have you there with us um, in the following month in June. And I also want to be able to do something in person. There's an awesome gym that um, I'm, I'm working, working with to try to see if we can't confirm everything called We Rock the Spectrum. And it's really great because it's for kids of all abilities, kids on the spectrum, kids who may have ADHD or other learning differences, but also kids that are quote unquote neurotypical come as well. So there, I feel like that is really, Luann, to what you spoke to earlier, activating compassion, giving those kids an opportunity to celebrate differences instead of, you know, the way that unfortunately we see so much of in the world, difference is ostracized. So here, difference is celebrated. Um, the best way to keep up with everything is I'm on Instagram for a motherhood looks different at when motherhood looks different. If you go there now, you'll see a link where you can sign up to get on our email list and know when the website launches, um, which will be launching. I'm going to say June, um, because we're still finalizing some things and yeah, so that's, what's going on with when motherhood looks different. And in terms of if folks are people of faith, progressive Christian, and you're interested in Pray With Our Feet, we release episodes bi-weekly. We also have, um, and that's at Pray With Our Feet on Instagram and Twitter. We also have um, blogs and devotionals on our website and a Pray With Our Feet store. And we are in season four at the moment. Um, the other thing I should mention too about Pray With Our Feet is we do bi-monthly Instagram lives. They're called Move It Forward Monday. And the whole focus is to highlight people within the Pray With Our Feet community. And also um, I'm, I collaborate on it with a friend of mine, Rowana, who's the founder of Spoken Black Girl. So we also, you know, look to highlight people in the Spoken Black Girl community as well who are making a difference in their community. And it's like a lunchtime thing, second Monday of each month at 12.30. And it's really just awesome to just, you know, connect with other people who are focused on making change. So that's what's coming up. Definitely stay tuned with When Motherhood Looks Different because 
we are going to be launching on social media in May. Awesome. Thank you so much for that. Yes. Shout out to Rowana. She does amazing work. Yes. Yeah. Um, thank you so much listeners. I'm going to make sure all of that information, as well as both of um, the platforms Imelda mentioned are in the show notes. So you can definitely follow her work, support her work, um, and hopefully find some support. If you are somebody that not only, um, resonates with her experiences, but also just wants to amplify her experiences. So thank you so much, Imelda. Thank you so much. And you know what? You said support, it jogs something. So um, with When Motherhood Looks Different, when you guys do go there, you'll notice that I have listed that we are going to have a support group that will be starting in the fall of this year for moms who are raising kids with learning differences or specialized needs. Awesome. Awesome. Thank you so much. Well, Imelda, I'm, I'm filled with so much gratitude for you coming on the platform and hopefully we can keep in touch, keep supporting each other's work. And I want you to have an amazing weekend. Thank you. You too. You too. Thank you so much, Luann, for all that you do to support moms and parents through this journey. You are really a gift. Oh, thank you. I feel the same way about you. Thank Thank you. you, Imelda. Okay. Thank you so much. If you are listening to this and you are expecting a baby, take a look at Overflow, which is my four-part in-depth childbirth preparation series. You can find more information about my classes at wellworthwatering.com forward slash birth class. If you have any questions or you just want to say hey or connect with me in other ways, you can find me on Instagram at wellworthwatering. Thanks for joining me. And of course, always remember that you are well worth pouring into and you are well worth watering.